What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back. It's your girl. It's me, your host, Shannon Whitings Roberts. And we are back with another episode of the Daily Groomer After Hours, where we literally go off record, on record to find out what in the fuck really happens in these grooming salons and mobile vans, right? And how the groomers feel about it. So tonight I have a friend, a very dear person to me, um, on the line tonight. And I just want to say before I even introduce who she is, that I learned a lot about energy from this person. And I really appreciate that. I'd like to introduce everybody and welcome Mindy Goddessman to the floor. Mindy, say hello to everybody. Tell them what's up. Hey, everyone. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Look, loving so my life mobile groomer these days. It's going fantabulous hell yeah like we were talking about it before the episode right and um she was like i'm gonna tell my story i'm like good you can but i want to tell them how i know you like the when i met mindy goddessman it was the funniest thing because i was in a network marketing company and i was actually trying to get her to sign up right and <laughs> do you remember this i do <laughs> and mindy was like the most like don't give a shit I'm going to talk just the way I want to talk. I'm going to explain. She was so forth. I mean, she said, fuck no. I mean, really? You know, we had to double back. She she was on the team. Believe it. Believe At the it. end of the day, though, was I right? Say? <laughs> In the end, you were definitely right, Mindy. Most, But we had fun, and we did make money. I will say that. Um, but the first time was, you know, the first conversation that we had was definitely not grooming related grooming related though like what i have to say about this woman is how I mean tell how many years have you been grooming mindy i don't have to say shit. you're here okay i got my grooming degree in 1982 so you do the math <laughs> i don't know i was three <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking awesome but what what made you want to like I know you were in shows, right? Like, did you start in the show area of dogs or what, how did you start? Like, what was the very first thought of, I'm going to be a dog groomer? Oh, so, um, long story short, youngest of four girls, parents expected us all to go to college. Uh, mom signed me up for cosmetology school because I didn't do so great in high school. Right. And so that in, in her mind, that was like the easiest thing that I should do. <laughs> like Frenchie. Yeah. And I about that. So oddly enough, there was a dog grooming school uh, near my neighborhood where I used to walk back and forth to school every day. Okay. Well, my senior year of high school, uh, towards the end of my senior year, I'm like, shit, you know, I really don't want to do this cosmetology thing. I really don't want to leave home. And um, dog grooming, and it just kept popping up into my head. And so I started, you know, uh, stopping in there and I started talking to the director there and I, I would spend hours there. Like, yeah. my mom, you know, why aren't you home yet? And I'm like, well, I'm coming home. I met at the school, you know, I didn't tell her where I was. You know, <laughs> this made her think like I was still at school. Secretly, and, secretly visiting the grooming salon. Like, I love it. I yeah. For like a couple, for a good month, I think it was. It's kind of foggy, but at the end of the day, uh, I, 
I told my parents, there's no way I'm going to do this cosmetology thing. And the director had given me the packet to sign up. So I, you know, turned it over to my mother the day I was supposed, the day before I was supposed to leave for college. I mean, come on, it's co cosmetology. It's just for dogs. Right. So my mother looked at the packet and, you know, how much it costs. And I believe it was $1,400 for the class. It was seven ho 700 hours of hands-on training and 70 hours of book work or something like that. Damn. It, it was legit. It was called Master's School of Dog Grooming. I still have my certificate. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I am certified. <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. For those who were wondering. <laughs> I have a certification for grooming school. Anyway, um, so mom looked at the packet and she's like, you know, I don't know about this. We have everything packed in the car for you to go tomorrow. And I don't know if we can cancel, you know, we'll need to talk to your father about this. Oh, Jesus. You know, one of those. So when I got up in the morning, the next day, we were supposed to leave and my parents were unloading the car. Yes. In front of the car out. And they handed me the packet with the check to go sign up for the grooming school. Let's go. Oh, that that is my true like story of how I just knew that it was my passion. I just knew that it was my way to be able to show what creativity I had. Because I'm not a creative person. Like I don't do crafts, I don't do artsy fartsy stuff, you know. Yeah. I, oh, I I love the people who do, but I don't either. I mean, I'm not right, good at you know, but I, I know how to style a dog. <laughs> right. I know how to style it. Look, up. she's sitting here saying this as she's holding her gorgeous little what? Shizu mix, uh, Ella. And Ed. it was so, Ed. oh my God, what the fuck? Etta, Etta James, my bad. Yeah. Why am I saying Ella now? My, my sister's real name? I had a, my Sharpay was Ella. Oh, I'm yeah, the Sharpays. Oh, and she's a Sharpay freak. Yeah. She knows all kinds of shit about Sharpays. I literally have called this woman. Oh, my God. Okay. Remember that time? Uh, to okay. Remember, remember that time that I was grooming that Sharpay and it had those weird bubbles everywhere? Yeah. You sent me uh, okay. L listeners, listen, listen, Matt. Listen, Linda. I was freaked the fuck out. I, if anybody has ever seen this, it looks like tiny little bubbles on every hair fall, hair shaft, and it is insane. And it's like, all over this Sharpay that I groom on a regular basis. Love the hell. Sadie. Her name was Sadie. Anyway, so I'm grooming. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what is this? And at the time, because we were in network marketing, Mindy and I talked like every day. You know what I mean? We were in communication all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, Mindy Goddessman is going to know exactly what the fuck this is. I call her up. What was it? It's called mucinosis. It's um, a Sharpay inherent uh, skin issue it's disgusting and it you can't make it go away and if you are a person that likes to pop shit you're going to want to pop them and you can't no you can't it can actually i've seen sharpay where those bubbles will all burst and it'll just turn into a laceration on the skin and it'll become oh. a wound and it'll just be oozing and what it's oozing believe it or not what sharpay have in their skin that make them wrinkly is called hyaluronic acid you guys have all heard of hyaluronic acid. Well, that's what's in a Sharpay skin that make them all wrinkly. So when that mucinosin uh, bubbles break open, that's what's leaking out of their skin. Oh, it's gross. Literal acid. That's terrible. Yeah. 
Well, it wasn't pleasant, and I'm really glad you were there that day because I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. <laughs> but I know you've done a lot with Sharpays. Yeah. You have a long, like, history in the industry, right? But one thing that I wanted to talk about today um, was your recent transition, right? Going from a mobile business owner to a mobile business employee. And the reason why I bring this up, listeners, <laughs> is because I want everybody to know that in this business and in this industry, there's a whole bunch of different processes that people go through. And just like we had Jane on last uh, last week and she was like, there's no fucking way I could do mobile. It might be crazy. She ended up at the fucking doctor's office in a robe, like fucked up in the head. You know what I mean? Like it really, she couldn't do mobile. She just couldn't. And Mindy. Yeah. I saw you, babe. I mean, let's just fucking be real. I saw you at your worst. I have picked up the phone and talked to you when you were fucking bawling and shit was fucked up, right? And you went from, I know you, I'm crying too, goddamn. But you went, let me just say this because this is important. You went from a person who was completely fucking overloaded and stressed to a person that I am really excited to talk to tonight. Because I no longer have to worry about that Mindy. And when I mean that that Mindy, like, it's really hard to talk to people when they're not feeling it, when they're not, I don't know. It was just, it was so hard for you. And I want you to, I I want to say thank you uh, for sharing that with me, because that really gave me a different perspective. So tell us a little bit about that story, about how you went from, you know, owning your shit to working for an amazing company now. Yeah. I mean, I've been self-employed since I was, you know, 18. I graduated from grooming school and I opened my own grooming shop. I've had two brick and mortars. I worked out of my home in my garage for six years. I had uh, two brick and mortars. I, um, after the grooming in the garage thing, I decided, you know, I need to go mobile because I'm moving 40 miles away from my established clientele. Right. I to service them. So I was able to make enough money with the sale of my house to buy a, a DIY, uh, grooming vehicle, which cool. I don't want to talk too much about it because <laughs> Horrible time, but like a PTSD, bro. Like, don't even, don't worry. We just want the, we just want the runaround. Let's just say it didn't work out as I had expected. It spent more time at the mechanics than it did on the road, and we'll right. just leave it at that because it's a really long, sorted story. So I just started hoofing doing house calls. That was my only other option, and here I am at sixty years old, going, what the. F- I started trying all my equipment in and out and in and out and in. Okay, but can I just interrupt for a moment and say, you fucking did it, bitch. Like, you fucking stop. You continued to groom. Yeah, I did it. And it proved a lot to me that I can make anything happen that I need to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. You know, I'm just going along doing my thing. And some people had heard my story. And and somehow I ended up um, about 
maybe eight months prior to being approached by my current company, coming across their Facebook page and seeing 13 vans and about 20 people standing in front of these 13 vans. And I thought, <laughs> holy shit, that's a lot of vans. Right. That's a lot of groomers. Who are these people? So I did reach out. And she had sent me a message. And this is all just coming back to me now, right? Oh. She sent me a message back saying, yeah, you know, we have this amazing company on Long Island. We have 13 vans and 20 groomers. And we're doing really well, and we're thinking about moving down to Florida. Is it a good market? And it was a very brief conversation. I said, it's an excellent market. We're doing very well down here. There's more dogs than there are people. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And then I didn't hear anything else from them. Mm. Somehow or another, her husband friended me on Facebook. And he started stalking me. He stalked me for almost five months before he actually reached out. And Damn! And he's like, you know, you're one of like 50 people I have friends on Facebook and I don't know why you're my friend, but I got to say, you are an amazing groomer and I have seen what you have gone through and I think I have an opportunity for you. Would you mind talking to me? So we talked, we talked for like three and a half hours, real funny story. We talked on the phone for like an hour and a half and then he wanted to meet me in person and his wife wanted to meet me. And so the night before we had gone to Hard Rock Cafe, it's like a, a big casino thing. And we had dinner with family and we hung out and gambled and, you know, had a few drinks or whatever. I, I don't really drink and I didn't drink a lot or anything like that, but I'm severely allergic to a couple of things. I cannot eat crab. And I cannot eat mango. Oh my God, you live in Florida. I cannot eat crab. <laughs> so one of the other was in something in the food that I ate and I, I was really sick the next no. day. No. So my what son- What do you mean really sick? Hold on. I was losing my cookies. Like, blah. Like barfing? I woke up barfing, exactly. Oh, God. No. So my is here so i made him drive me to the to the restaurant where we were going to meet for breakfast we were going to have breakfast and we were going to talk so i made jacob go with us and i i made him drive and we had to stop so i could barf all the car we get to the restaurant and i'm kind of feeling a little bit better but i'm still a little like oh about this we sit down at the table and within five minutes i had to get up and go to the bathroom and i was sweating profusely lost my cookies bad and i had <laughs> in the stall in the bathroom i'm like i don't know and my son's talking to the, you know chris and emily and he's like you know we went to the hard rock and i don't know she must have ate something bad or whatever but you know trying to like <laughs> stick up for me oh my god She's really a good lady. She, she, she didn't drink too much or anything like that, you know? <laughs> so I did finally make it back to the table. And thank God that was it. And I was feeling better. And we proceeded to have like a two-hour conversation. I interviewed him. He didn't interview me. Right, right, right. You were feeling him out. Like, okay, what's this guy about? Question I needed to ask. And every question he answered properly. And I said, you know what? 
I've never been able to work for anybody in the grooming industry, but you guys are some people I can align myself with. You guys go. get it. And I'll be honest, like there was always one thing missing in my whole career, and that was the business side. Uh-huh. I was always a great groomer. I could groom like no tomorrow. But the business side of it couldn't have a handle on it good enough to make make it big. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's a really good that that right there is a very good point to make because if that was you for how many years 30 years right how many other people out there need help with their business and they don't really even know yet exactly and that's what's really opened my eyes like because now i have the business support i have someone to always back me up yeah you know like oh you don't want to do that dog because it bites no problem man right in your appointment because your dog bites <laughs> we don't want to subject our groomer to an injury Seriously. so they're just they're wonderful in every aspect of that and you know i i am getting paid very well because i brought existing clientele to the table right well you're running shit in florida like you're yeah, and their business to florida i had you know 45 years of experience five years of mobile grooming and house call grooming and you know running a salon you know so i mean that's not little potatoes babe like that's a lot of fucking time i did a lot i did a lot in my in 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 my you know 45 years so it, it, it's just been an amazing um journey well, and again i commend you i mean i feel like that was a really great move and i'll be honest like i'm making more money now working less than i was working for myself and I don't have to worry about insurance. I don't have to worry about maintenance. I don't have to worry about a car payment. I don't have to worry about buying shampoo. I don't <laughs> about anything. Gas, I don't have to worry about gas. They give me a gas card. Right. That's awesome. That is awesome. I worry about my schedule and grooming and being happy. That's but, what I Right. But see how that works? yeah you figured out what worked for you right yeah, yeah. Some it is owning the business <clears throat> some people it's being an employee some people it's owning the business and not grooming anymore you know some mm -hmm. people it's not even owning the business or grooming anymore but doing the teaching thing or doing the you know traveling thing and, so, and, and that's really you know as much as i love what i'm doing and i love chris and emily and i love the rough life and everything i'm 63. yeah I can't groom forever. This. I can't. Right. I can't groom forever. Up into the hundred thousand something dogs as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> that is crazy. I, I don't know, you know, how many more dogs I can physically groom. And, you know, I spent a period of time when COVID hit and I created a whole uh, do-it-yourself series of videos that are done very professionally. And I wanted to put an e-course out there to aid mostly doodle clients into learning how to maintain their doodles at home okay so that's something that i really want to get back on the table um and, and try and market it to where um because now my focus is because i want to stop doing all the hands-on is i really want to teach right and i really want to concentrate on the doodles to give those pet parents some 
basics. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's all there is now is doodle. I mean, there's so many doodle owners in general. I know. But one thing that I wanted to say, and because of how many years you've been grooming, I would like, because usually, you know, we're talking to people or I'm talking to people, you know, I'm more like 20 years of grooming, you know what I mean? Or 20 in the industry. Because I haven't even groomed for 20 years. You know what I mean? I haven't physically groomed that long. I had kids and stuff. I did my thing at home. I didn't work professionally for years. But doesn't it, isn't it true? that it doesn't matter if you've been grooming for 23 years or 45 years that there's always something to learn oh heck yeah oh my god like but I, what about the people who are like well i have been grooming for 25 years you can't tell me shit, honey then you don't know shit, then i learned so much from watching you <laughs> your scissor skills are mad oh <laughs> thank you watching jess getting better at compliments yeah right that but it's the but you wouldn't learn if you didn't put yourself in the situation to learn Mindy. you could have just taken the queen role and been like fuck it i'm 40 years in i'm good i don't need anything else no, I, I, I can learn something more absolutely but I have a, we've talked about grooming like, and the sad part is is because i don't have any of those competition certifications and all of that jazz that <laughs> at these events, which, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I admire those people because I don't really admire them, but I, I appreciate, I think that's more the word. I appreciate their skill and what they do with all the creative grooming and, and competition grooming. Uh, I, I, it's I, a lot of work. It's a lot of work, that world. Appreciate what they go through and everything like that. At 63 in my career, that's just not something I'm going to do. Right. You know, I don't want it's to. not your lane. No, not, not right. at career. I'm, I'm done. I'm, but I'm, that's what makes our industry diverse, though. Right. But the oh. point I'm going to make is without having that competition stuff behind me and not having those certifications or that judge's eye on my work, I feel like. I can't really teach anybody because I don't have all that behind. Oh, me. I see. It's a mental thing for you. Yeah, it's like, don't I have to have all those in order to say that I can teach somebody? Because well, who it says? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what they say. <laughs> well, but that's another thing that we've been talking about with like influencers, um, TikTok, uh, YouTube, you know, stuff like that the people who have all the followers i mean no offense like i love them all but they're not necessarily the best because they have more followers followers don't make you a good groomer right and what i think what you're saying is that on the other end of that if you don't have enough followers you're not giving credit for being a good groomer well who gives a fuck? don't associate it to the social media part of it really it, it's just you're talking about in the industry influence yeah yeah, like, um, you know, I remember a few years I was at uh, the Orlando show, Fun in the Sun, a few years ago, and I ended up at the National Dog Groomers Association booth. Yeah. And, you know, she's all like, you know, well, you you know, you could never teach and you could never do this and you could never do oh, that. It's certified with the National Dog Groomers Association. Right. And, and what, pay you how much money? <laughs> and but seriously i mean you gotta there's a whole bunch of groomers that go that way right 
and there's a whole bunch of groomers who don't. Right. I see what you're saying. But overall, when you've taught in the in the past to the customers or to the people that you were teaching this information to, what was the response? Well, I really haven't done a lot of it. The, the little bit of teaching I have done has been well re re received. I, I have a, a gal that I've worked with for 10 years as an apprentice, you know, under me. And the only thing she really can't do is scissor at this right. point. But she can strip down a dog, do nails, clean ears, do a mad blowout. Right, right. Everything yeah. but the but the scissor finish. Everything but the scissor finish. Mm -hmm. But she's not far from being able to do all that. Um, but yeah, I love to teach. I love to educate. But okay, so devil's advocate, Mindy, right? Because we're good friends. Like we can talk real. On the other side of that, I think that in the industry when they're doing the competitions when they're preparing their dogs when they're interacting with the other competitors they're get when they're being taught by specific people like uh Suze Echo and jay scruggs and the big you know pinkovich right like all the big people right they're getting a different experience in how to relay the information and that probably does benefit them and it also gives them a chance to be involved in the industry so that their name is known, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, you know, it doesn't mean you can't teach people, Mindy. It just means you have to teach more people first to see how it works. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about how you deliver the information, right? Yeah. When it comes down to it, I can tell somebody how I groom my doodle, and you can tell somebody how you groom your doodle, and it could be completely different words coming out our fucking mouth. And the dog's going to basically be groomed and tidy. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it. So me personally, I really think it's just how you learn how to deliver information. Yeah, very true. Very true. Just practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just Zoom calls and fucking, you know, like all the things that we had to do in the past, you know, working together. Right. But thank you for the years because that's a lot of commitment. And a lot, what did you say? Over a hundred thousand dogs, a million dollars? How many? At least I was saying a million, but I guess that's kind of way too many, but. <laughs> yeah, there was actually a number, like you guys had worked out a number. Oh, Mindy was just on, um, what what's the podcast? You were just on the podcast, right? Oh yeah. With Mary Quendo. What is it? Positive ed or something. I think is her. Yeah. Name. Positive education. Like yeah. But, um. In my younger years, I, I did 15, 20 dogs a day, five days a week, six days a week for many years in my younger days, you know. So now, I'm 100 dogs a week? Yeah. Okay, for 52 weeks. So 52, 5,000 dogs a year, right? Yeah. 40. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 200,000? A lot. <laughs> a quarter of a million. A lot of dogs. It's a lot. A lot. That's so fun, though. Like, I wonder. And I've done like, the numbers like that. I've done like so much too, as far as like the shelter environment, like the dogs that are really, really matted badly. I've done so much of that, and I absolutely Yo, love hey, it. You could educate the people at the at the shelter. I, I do training classes with them. I've done two at the. But shelter. if you go to the next level and get a contract for it, then you can get paid. Yeah, right? Right? 
filters too, not just my own. Let's go. Okay, it's late. I've obviously had too much, but either way, I it's great. It's great that you're branching out, and I encourage people in the industry to do so. Like, explore what you like to do because physically, right? Nobody can groom forever. So right. I love your plan. It's so on cue with like who you are. I have one one other plan that I want to. Oh yeah, what you got? It's really been a dream of mine, and I think maybe my boss might um, really be able to provide me what I need. So um, I want to go on the road. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this before. Yeah, I want to, now that I have my truck, which it, it's an absolutely amazing vehicle, and it, it just works great. I just want to hook up a camper to it. And I want to hit the road and I want to go to as many shelters and rescues as I can across the United States. Also help the veterans and the elderly. Uh, oh, let's go. That's a great idea. I do a lot of work for hospice today. All three dogs I did were all hospice dogs. And what that is, it's a, a called the Treasured Pets Program with our local hospice, Treasure Coast Hospice Agency. Yeah. We provide grooming to the patients' dogs that are passing away. Right. I could tell you the smiles on these people's faces when I bring their Stop dog back Stop to them. It. And they jump in the bed and they got their little bow and they smell good and the patient is happy as fuck. Right? It is the most rewarding work. So anyways, all of that into one and just kind of take donations along the way. Yeah. And go where I needed to go. Not even have like an exact Plan, but like, okay, there's a dog in Ohio. Cool. Let me go to Ohio. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You want to be a nomad groomer that helps dogs across the country. Yeah. And I want to create a whole database of other groomers that want to do the same thing. Yes. Well, people so, want to. I get a call in California. I can look in the database and be like, oh, here's such and such. They live in California. I'm stuck in Texas. They need a groomer. Give her a call and be like, hey, can you go take care of this dog? Oh, yeah. You know, and have all the shelters have access to that database. Yes. And because my whole thing is no dog should ever go ungroomed because someone can't afford it, can't get them to the groomer. And that's it. Like, oh, yeah. No dog without grooming. Agreed. I mean, come on. Nobody wants that shit to happen. And Especially I, not groomers. I'm happy to provide those services. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I just have a really, uh, I have to interrupt because I was just saying this today and I don't know if you heard this, but uh, completely off subject because you're going to make me cry with this shit. But tell me this. How many fucking dog shit caked asses dogs have you pulled out of people's beds? Because honestly, as a mobile groomer, I have literally picked up a dog out of someone's bed that had shit on its asshole like a freaking pancake. How I, can you sleep with that dog, Mindy? Yeah, I, 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 plenty. Plenty. More than you would ever imagine. I mean, honestly, how many? Because, I mean, for me, 20, probably. Probably, like, 20. And frame over 45 years or what the last five weeks like, <laughs> 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 i haven't kept track so these I, are the things that i think of while uh, my hand is in the tub scrubbing a dog's dirty asshole because that's my job i'm a fucking groomer right 
<laughs> like these are the things we think about in the middle of a fucking interview. Yeah. But no, honestly, I I don't know how many how many I've done. But it, no, it, the traveling is a good idea. I'm with you. Um, it's hey, speaking of traveling, <laughs> Mindy. What did we just do yesterday? <laughs> I can't believe we did it. I'm so excited. Was... We planned our trip to Pasadena. We will be there in February in Cali, Cali, Cali. I can't believe it. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Mindy and I are going together. Um, <clears throat> we will definitely be chilling. We got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, we are we, The plans are limitless, but just know that if you're listening to this and you want to meet either one of us, we will be in Pasadena, baby. I know you're going to introduce me to so many people, too, because I'm oh. really can't seen that much you know we cannot i can't wait oh my god pasadena is gonna be fire when when we were in orlando i know that there was a lot of groomers there that i that are friends of mine on facebook but i couldn't figure out who they were oh my god let's talk about that you know what i mean like who who we all need name tags okay. <laughs> honestly well i that's the reason why if you have you noticed how many pictures I take at trade shows? Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. So because you when you when you take the picture, you can look at the picture and see their name <laughs> on, the, on the name tag. I am not fucking lying. And people, if I've done it, I'm so sorry. But I want to <laughs> make sure I'm right. I don't want to be disrespectful. Okay. Let's <laughs> just talk about the fact that, ooh, this is good. Let's talk about the fact that it is really completely fucking mentally overloading to go to a show energetically speaking because there is so much shit going on right but that i'm flying and i won't be able to bring home a lot of stuff somebody asked me today they're like what are you gonna get i'm like shit well nothing that won't fit in the bag unless they're gonna ship it because i'm not flying across the country with any more weight right oh mindy you know how i pack shit we're gonna have a problem like i gotta have pillows and hair dryers i'm a i'm a horrible horrible traveler i do not pack well i could never backpack it wouldn't fucking work i would die i have a friend who's going on a um 42 day cruise and they brought two carry-on bags each i just saw that i just saw that river river Lee. river mm -hmm. yeah. i saw that only carry-ons i was like yeah. i'm like oh man <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm basic, but I'm also bougie as fuck. There is no way I can go without my hair dryer, man. Your hair stuff. Nah, babe, we gotta have this shit, right? <laughs> Horrible packer, but oh, Pasadena is gonna be great. First show of the season, so <clears throat> it's good. We're gonna, we're gonna pop it off, you know what I mean? Get this, the, the guy, party started in 2024. The guy did say that we got the last room there. Yeah, so we're gonna be right across the street from the convention center, super easy. <laughs> Which is fun, uh, but Cal listen, I just like the weather. I like the feeling. The vibe is so awesome in Cali, and I love driving, so it's gonna be great. I'm excited. I am too. Whoever's going to Pasadena, you must let us know. Drop a comment. Drop an email. Hit us up. Also, if you want to tell us about your fucking transition from going from working at a corporate office to owning your own mobile or going from mobile to house call or anything like that, like these transitions in this business are really important for us to share because I feel like a lot of groomers go through guilt and they go through negativity and they beat themselves the fuck I, up. 
I did. Like it was, it was really hard to say goodbye to glamour pause. It was really hard. Like I've had that. I told you today, glamour pause at home. Yeah, I've had that business for a long time, and it was really hard to relinquish. But it, it was also very freeing. It was. Yo, also, always it, look at the big picture. Yeah, I don't have to worry about all that anymore. I don't have to file those taxes. I don't have to pay for all that insurance. You yeah. know. It's wonderful. At uh, your juncture, it was perfect it, for you. Yeah. And that is exactly what we need to know. Like we as groomers need to know when we have to pivot. You know what I mean? When we have to readjust. But and that's a whole up. Uh, Jesus, we could talk about that for a fucking year. I mean, the mentality behind change is really hard for some people. And I know it was hard for you. I mean, I lived through it with you. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, um, I think my business coach, uh, Glenn Brooks, that really helped me through that that transition too, because he told me a long time ago, go work for somebody, go find yeah. something to work for, and you'll be a lot happier. And he was right. Mentors, dude, like business coaches. See, but you were prepared. Yeah. You were already investing in having somebody available to speak to you about business, having somebody that was educated, you know what I mean? Like somebody who could... But again, it goes back to having an open mind and being able to learn and being able to absorb information and also understand that you don't have all the fucking information. Right. That's really important. I love that. I, love I, that. I mean, I've always been, you know, successful, but honestly, always flew by the seat of my pants. I didn't really know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I just knew I was grooming dogs, you know? Right. But the whole business side of it, the taxes and the the insurance and the the the, 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 the you know it's like <laughs> no and then marketing and advertising the fact that you did it for so long babe yeah. like yeah it, it was it's always been good to me but it's like just never really felt like i could call it a success you weren't in the right lane yeah <laughs> your car was moving Right. You were doing all the things. It was oiled. It was good. It was learning. Right. You were learning. You were improving. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you were in the wrong fucking lane. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. You you figured it out and now you're happy and I can see it on your face. So that in itself, bravo. You know what I mean? Like, thank you for sharing it with us. And, and you're the best. I love it. I love you. Um, I have three questions for you uh, before we wrap this shit up. Oh, Tell people how to find you on social media. Uh, roughlife.com, Treasure Coast, Florida. Rough Life, R-U-F-F-L-I-F-E. And just make sure you're on the Florida page because they have uh, the whole... Uh, so where we're going is we want to build a whole nother fleet down here. They have 13. Right. So I have the first truck down here and hoping to get about 10 um running the whole treasure coast instead of me doing the whole treasure coast and then i can manage the fleet right so that's kind of like the end result to get me out of the grooming portion and just be able to handle managing a fleet yeah oh my god that'd be great so that's kind of where where it's going to all end you know as far as that goes hopefully so more um, transitions well more transitions you're still more moving Right, right. It's all part of the process. I heard that earlier. <laughs> My name Mindy Gottesman on Facebook. I don't really do Instagram or TikTok. But... Done. They got you. They'll find you. You can find her here too. 
All right, just yeah. contact us. But either way, three questions for you before we go. Okay, uh, you know I always got questions. I always got questions. Oh God, here All we right. go. Would you rather groom? <laughs> oh boy. A chow chow or a Lindenburger? A Lindenburger. Yes. Okay, I also picked that one. Would you rather cut? Would you rather scissor? A a first shizu cut on an eight-month-old dog, or a toy poodle continental. Shizu puppy cut. I have seen you do a shizu puppy. I will just say your handle is amazing. You her. Oh my god. Oh my god. Puppies are so cute. I can't even take it. No. Okay, good. Would you rather own? A Labrador Retriever or a Rhodesian Ridgeback? A Rhodesian Ridgeback, for sure. I think they're crazy as shit, though. No, I've seen some gorgeous ones. They're so gentle and they're so majestic. There's a guy that's by the beach here, and he, he's got a couple of them, and he walks them on the beach, like, all the time, and they are just so sweet. Maybe that's it. Maybe they need a lot. Like, they got to move. They got to have energy out. Mm. I just can't deal with the lab hair. They're the cold. thing I like about Rhodesians is that their tail, it's actually bone all the way. Huh. All the way. Not cartilage, it's bone. All the way. They're hard for that. Didn't I know that? Oh my God, I'm so zoning out right now. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> we got to go, y'all. We're going to wrap. We got stuff to do. We will see you next week. You already know. Friday, 6 p.m., like always. Join us again for the Daily Groomer After Hours because really, literally, that's what we're going to do, right? We're just going to keep on getting down after hours. We're going to talk about... Because we're after hours. Oh, yeah, your robe. Your robe is cute, though. I like it. It's so fuzzy. I don't have mine today. Usually, I have mine on, but I have an actual shirt on. You guys can't see, but it says, dogs are my favorite people. Yes. <laughs> literally true. Y'all, yeah. love you. Oh, if you want to email us, stories at thedailygroomer.com, please do, okay? We love to hear from you. We especially love the weird, gross, funny stuff. I mean, that's just me, personally. But And also, there will be questions underneath. A answer that and let us know. Are you going to Pasadena? Do you have other trips planned this year? Because we want to know where you're going to be at because we're going to try to be at them all, all right? We love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Mindy, loved having you. Appreciate you, darling. Love being here. Thank you, Shannon. Love you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.